This is Thank You Next. A conversation about race, gender, and dating in our 20s. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Jalen. Let's talk. Being able to let go was like opening myself up again to people that I had shut out. I feel like I can feel the energy of your release. (laughs) We all share holding on to stuff that isn't serving us and then coming to a point where hopefully we can let it go. Okay, here we are at the end of 2020. (laughs) Welcome back to Thank You Next. Yes. How are you feeling? (laughs) I'm good. I think I just need to pretend that I'm not being recorded for a podcast. Because I'm not used to doing this anymore. Yeah, we're a little out of practice. I'm good. I'm, you know, quarantined in my room. (laughs) So... Sounds great, great. Good based on based on those standards, I feel like I'm doing all right. So what made you decide that you wanted to do a podcast episode to close out 2020? I was well, because of all this extra time on my hand because I'm quarantining, I've just been like reflecting a little bit more on the whole year and I was trying to think, did I even have like a word for the year? Usually in January, um, like with my small group or just on my own, I'll like spend some time just like in solitude thinking of like what I want the year to look like and I think I did that in January but I can't remember what the word was to be honest and I was like if I had to sum up this year it would probably be like the words that I would think of would be like alignment and um solitude (laughs) that I feel like has just been a theme those are your words reflecting back and thinking about how it felt for the past year yeah but anyway I was just like doing extra you know introverted thinking so I was like hey we should do a podcast as a review (laughs) so do you feel as if you found alignment in solitude yeah I well I don't know that I I found alignment in solitude it was more like Probably the solitude provided me the opportunity of, like, figuring out what I actually do want, like, where I want to spend my time and my energy. So I guess, yeah, it was a it was a product of the solitude, maybe. I feel like that leads really well into our first question, which is, what are you leaving behind in 2020? <laughs> a job that I didn't love. Um, <laughs> Celebrate that. Yeah. I was, well, I mean, I still do a lot of photography um and I love that I just wanted to be able to use photography in a way that felt more meaningful and so that's why I left my job um the neighborhoods that I work in just have less access to the amenities that the rest of Knoxville has it's just like there's no grocery store in the neighborhood there you know and there's it's harder to access like public transportation and all that stuff so I think like what I want to be doing is allowing marginalized communities to move into the center of our societal conversations and not be left on the margins. And that is kind of where I found myself in my new job. So happy to be leaving a job that I didn't love and moving into a job that I do love. Yeah, I love that. What do you feel like you are leaving behind in 2020? I think... Hopefully what I'm leaving behind, because I feel like this is an ongoing, ongoing thing, 
but like making decisions for anyone but myself. Yeah, I guess like feeling confident that I can do exactly what I want and I don't need to worry about other people's reactions or feelings when it comes to my choices because I feel as if in a lot of ways I haven't felt fully safe to be myself 100% and express myself how I want to 100%. Yeah. And I think that's been coming up a lot for me as the year is ending. And so I think it's good to have the level of realization and awareness and hopefully leave it behind, <laughs> even if it's not completely left behind in 2020, but maybe like 50 to 80% left behind in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, baby steps. It's a process. That's beautiful, though. I love that. Thanks. I'm also thinking of, as you were talking, I was like, oh, there's so much that I'm leaving behind other than like a literal job. Even just like the amount of judgment that I had at the beginning of this year. I mean, I don't know. I've always been kind of a, a very judgmental person. Like, you can ask my family. But I feel like throughout this year, I've recognized that more and just tried at least to um, see things with more compassion and, like, let go of some of the um, initial judgment that I may have applied to someone when I, as if I know all of their motives and all of, you know, why they do what they do. Like, especially with just conversations about mask wearing and like all of the different standards that people have for what is safe right now. Um, Feel as if you also really harshly judge yourself in addition to judging other people. Because I feel the same way. Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, and I think that you're right in recognizing that I judge other people. I've also like tried to be kinder to myself, especially when it comes to, Um, productivity and feeling like oh my gosh I'm not doing enough and I'm not um, you know producing enough like I've got to be I've got to produce something of value um, or something of profit in order to be enough and I've just like enjoyed my weekends more this year and like not worked on Saturdays and or I mean I've worked on some Saturdays but not worked throughout my entire weekend so I feel like I've um kind of let go of some of those ideas that I always had to be producing. What do you think prompted you to be able to put that into practice? I think just having less events and less things to go to freed up my schedule a lot. And I just realized like, okay, I have more time. Like, what am I going to do with it? And I just didn't fill it. Like I just allowed myself to go slower and rest. Great. I love that. Anything else for you that you're leaving behind this year? I think like saying yes to things that I don't want to do has felt like something that I'm leaving behind because similar to you, when everything really, really slowed down, it gave me space to come back to what I really, really want to be doing. And so I've been making art so much more consistently in 2020. And I feel as if it's allowed me to just be like, well, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. And that isn't flowing. So I'm not going to spend my time doing that and just, yeah, do what I want to do. So yeah, in July, I was working a full-time job and freelancing. And then I left the freelance work behind because I wanted to focus more on my art. And that was such a good decision, even though it like brought my income down like 700 a month, which is like a significant cut. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I didn't even really care. And then after I quit, I felt so aligned. I was like, yes, that was 100% like what I need to do for me. 
and zero regrets. Like, so following that and really learning to put my energy and time, since time is energy, into what I love and into what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energy. Which has 100% nourished me. I was about year. to say, segue. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for me it has definitely been art making um tuning into my intuition meditation and spending time outside have probably been the biggest sources of nourishment this year for me yeah yeah. oh and I got cats yes you have been the like one of the best parts of my year for sure yes (laughs) (laughs) maybe the best part of my year (laughs) (laughs) according to your instagram stories i would say (laughs) they get featured 90 percent of the time they're so cute (laughs) what about you what is there with you this year um i would say for me time outside is one of the top ones as well um just walking taking tucker on walks that's my sister's dog or just walking by myself just like enjoying um just outside air and just you know I feel like I've quarantined at least what three times this year maybe four I don't know the total but any amount of time that I can spend outside is so rejuvenating so that's one of them um music just sometimes I think silence is great like when you're you know needing to meditate or think through things but um I often found myself like going down rabbit holes in some of the moments of like silence and solitude. And I needed just like a positive in something like an input, a positive input, I guess, because my, my mind was like, Oh my gosh, every, everything is hopeless and (laughs) the world is ending and this is terrible. Um, And so I think just like, like, yeah, Things in the world that need to end, like, probably are ending. But I think there's a lot of hope that I at least was able to see um, when I didn't just, like, focus on all of my negative thoughts. And so there's been a lot of, like, good music that... What music? Any suggestions or... One of my... Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of Maverick City Music. They... It's, like, this collective of, like, artists from all kinds of different churches, like, all over... I guess the States, I think. Um, But they put out a lot of music this year. That's been some of my favorite music of 2020. Um, Also just like being able to connect with family on FaceTime when I haven't been able to go and see them. Like usually I would have seen my family at least twice or or I don't know, at least once in between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, And immediate family or both? All. Like cousins... Yeah, cousins, parents, siblings. Um, but, like, plans for trips were canceled and all that, of course. And so I um, just, you know, spent more time on Zoom, which, yes, is exhausting, but also is just, like, a thing that I'm really grateful for to be able to connect with people in different places. So That connection doesn't end just because you can't be in the same place. Mm-hmm. For sure. everyone, if 
you've enjoyed listening to Thank You Next, we would love it if you would share an episode with a friend, subscribe, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, let's go back to the show. Um, Where were we? We were at, what are you bringing forward into the new, into the coming year? Like, what do you want to bring forward? So, Jalen, into 2021, what do you want to bring forward with you? Okay, fine. I'll go first. I see you're flipping the tables on me. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Let's see. I actually wrote down a few of the things that I think I've gained this year that I actually appreciate. Um, Just through this whole, like, summer was rough, and I just felt so much heavier um, for a lot of the year because of all of the the racial unrest and protests and the more of the conversations around the protests. Like, I wasn't bothered by the protests, but a lot of people were. And I think that just even, like, looking at my social media throughout the summer, um, like, I had to take breaks sometimes and just, like, not sign on, especially after the news of like yet another black man dying like I was just like I don't definitely don't want to watch the video and definitely don't want to see all of your thoughts about this or like there and there were so many like apology posts which like I'm glad that people are reckoning with everything that has been wrong for so long but I it was just like not what I needed to be reading (laughs) so I just took a lot of breaks um But I think over the summer, like into the fall, I went through this like transition that I didn't know I was going through of just like being able to forgive um, and not like expect justice to happen like when I want it and how I want it because like it it hasn't happened that way. And I've like had to release control of that. Like it's, mm-hmm. I, I cannot um, make the police officers that killed Breonna Taylor go to jail. Like it, as many calls as I make, no matter how much we like organize and, and do what we can. And so I think I was just like able to release like the, the there was a lot of like just bitterness and like anger over that um, because of like how much control I was lacking. And I think I just like had to let go of that. And I don't know, like this winter has just been much lighter and like brighter like I've just been able to I don't know like not have have to have my way in order to feel like things are okay (laughs) so just being able to like see people with forgiveness and not bitterness like I was listening to this podcast this summer um this podcast called uh girl well actually it's by girl trek Um, but these two black women run this whole like organization. It's like a different ways to organize women to just stay active. And they have this podcast called Black History Bootcamp, or they did this series this year. And they walked you through the stories of all of these black activists, um, a lot of women who like since the 60s had just like organized in their own ways. Like some of them just cooked meals and fed other activists you know but whatever it was like they had their role um in fighting for justice and so I was listening to one of their episodes about Mamie Till Mobley the mom of Emmett Till um Emmett who was murdered uh like on vacation as a young boy in the south and so 
she said something that just like sticks with me like every day. She said, um, and these are not the exact words, but she was like, if I held on to the bitterness and hatred of the people who killed my son, like that would poison me. And like eventually like I would be killing myself, you know? Um, and that's exactly how I felt this summer. Like I was poisoning myself with so much just like anger. Um, and so like being able to take those words and like other just like words that have encouraged me not to try to like fight um, for my outcomes, <laughs> but like to be able to release like uh, not being able to have control of everything. That's that's the thing that I want to take forward the most is like that spirit, I guess, of lightness and forgiveness. And it's hard because I feel like I go back and forth, but. Of course. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I think it's like forgiveness and letting go is ultimately for you to be mm-hmm. able to live your most joyful, alive life. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What does the letting go feel like when you were experiencing that releasing? It felt like breathing deeper breaths, like not um, always coming up against a wall and just feeling like, ugh, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I just felt like so like, (laughs) and yeah, being able to let go was like opening myself up again to people that I had shut out because I was angry. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like being able to receive uh, therapy, (laughs) even though I only went once and it was like not the best experience because I didn't, I don't know. I'm going to find a better therapist, but I (laughs) felt like I, I was able to like reckon with like, no, I actually could use some outside help. Like, it doesn't matter (laughs) how much I think I can do this on my own. I'm not getting better on my own. And so, yeah, just like opening myself up to other possibilities that I hadn't given myself before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I feel like I can feel the energy of your release. (laughs) It feels very, um, like a very calm river that's just like flowing. That's what I'm feeling. It's a beautiful picture. Yeah. Okay. When you're ready. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) What do you want to bring forward (laughs) in this coming year? Hmm. I mean, so many things, but at the same time, I think for me personally, like 20, the past, I don't know, six, eight months, Mm -hmm. I feel as if I've changed or evolved or grown like more than I have in the rest of my life put together. And for different reasons and in different circumstances, obviously, I also experienced my own release of so much that I was holding on to. Yeah. Like things that had happened to me in the past that were causing like so much pain in my life mm-hmm. um, and just in my body. And so when I was finally able to like let all of that go, ever since I've done that, I've just felt so much lighter. Um, and it's like not anything. It's obviously since my life is very, we all have our own <laughs> experiences in lives. And I think, and simultaneously, we all share holding on 
to stuff that isn't serving us and then coming to a point where hopefully we can let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's even been happening for me in like the past few weeks, like more coming up and then more being able to let it go. And so in some ways I feel like I've been like reborn in a way, yeah, like into like a new way of existing and a new a new sense of who I am not because I'm different but because I'm not carrying as much stuff that I didn't want to carry yeah. <laughs> that I don't want to carry so I just like yeah as I move forward into 2021 like hopefully we'll be just like continuing to like shed and let go and allow and release with time um because it truly is possible to do that. And I never really thought that it was before because it's not a cerebral thing. It really is um, a physical and energetic thing, which it sounds like you agree with or can relate to. Yeah, I can. I feel like this summer I had so many ailments and pains. Like I at one day like listed out the things. I think I might still have the list somewhere. But it was like I had headaches. I had um, like jaw pain, like TMJ was setting in. I was just like tense all the time. And I still haven't figured out that I I had headaches for other reasons because they've come back intermittently. But like everything else that I was experiencing in my body was so tense uh, because my body was so tense. I feel like I just was not well. I was still going through my day and like having to go to work and do whatever. My body was like not well. Um, Yeah. What what are some of the things, if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to explain them at all if you don't want to. What are some of the specific things that you feel like you've let go that have allowed you to be feel reborn? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go into like too much of the like specific specifics on a public podcast. Yeah. But like identities of shame and self-judgment. Um and like holding on to like past traumas and then finally being safe enough to look at them head on, feel them head on and then let them go. Um, I feel like I've stopped protecting people in my life who hurt me. Um, I've stopped protecting them in my mind as far as making excuses for them. And I've stopped protecting them to other people in my community And that felt, it feels huge. And I think our minds like come up with so many stories and so many excuses. And I've been realizing the amount of gaslighting I've experienced my whole life. Yeah. And fully recognizing that is really painful. And with that pain, you can then release it. But if you don't allow yourself to fully feel it, then you won't be able to fully release it. Right. And it's not something that you can rush. I don't think healing is any is something you can rush. You just have to allow it to happen and be open to it and set the intention and then trust that with time and safety and stability, it will happen. And I don't even think that you have to be in, for me, like I've cultivated a lot of stability in my life this year that definitely allowed that process to happen for me. And that is my story. Like I went from working like a freelance and a part-time job to working a full-time job. And then I went from sharing a house with someone to having my own space. that feels like my own home. Mm -hmm. And then I went from having no animals to having two pets 
that just like for me gives me so much love and like having them really improves my life yeah and so like creating all of that like created a container for me to feel safe in psychologically and physically yes Um, that's so that's so awesome I love how like shifting like things in your physical space can make such a difference and the peace in your life like you can just yeah enjoy your it's so true yeah so true mm-hmm. surroundings matter do you want to do favorites <laughs> favorites oh yeah <laughs> hold on I actually wrote out all of my favorites every month because you know how at the end of every year Barack Obama does like my favorite everything I love that. Yeah. Like, I look forward to those po- those posts every year. And I was like, why can't I do that? I can't. So, I, every month I, like, wrote out things that I loved from the month. Like, gratefulness. Things that I hated from the month. Like, things that I was lamenting. And then also just, like, movies, books, podcasts, and stuff. That sounds like a really great practice. Do you think you're ready to continue doing that? Oh, yeah. I'm... I, this is like my new thing. I love it. <laughs> I did not do that, so we'll just do what I can remember. <laughs> but you go first. Uh, okay, well, okay, so one of my favorite movies of the year, and it did not come out this year, but I just got Disney Plus, and so I just watched Queen of Cotway, the African girl that, like, learns how to, like, be a chess master. Can you say the name again? I yes, it. Queen of Cotway. Queen of Cotway. Okay, cool. It is amazing. That. It's amazing. I And now that the Queen's Gambit or whatever, this new, like, chess show is whatever. I The Queen of Cotway is so good. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'll bother with the Gambit thing. I haven't bothered with it because it looks dark and scary. So I know. It does. It looks really dark. And that was, like, yep. Queen of Cotway was, like, a really empowering, like, a show about a girl who, like, helps her family. Like, it was just really good. That sounds really good. I didn't really watch that many movies, so I can literally only think of one movie that I loved from 2020, <laughs> but I saw it twice. <laughs> I did Little Women. Yes. I really, really loved it. I loved everything about it. First of all, I loved that book. I read it. I've read it probably five times. Uh-huh. Second of all, I loved Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> Third of all, I loved the way it was shot, and I loved how they edited the colors differently for like memories and then in yes. present life. It was just so beautiful. I loved all of the clothes. Like I want their wardrobes. <laughs> so great. good. So good. Oh, I also love the ending of it because in real life, um, Louise and Alcott never got married. And at the end of Little Women, she has Joe, who is her protagonist, married, marry a man. And in the movie, they show how that happened so that the book would sell. They were like, you can't have a female lead not be married. Yep. Anyway, you kind of see how that is like the ending of the book because she's selling this book. And so it like merges together into these like two different endings. And I thought it was really, really cool. That yeah. was such a cool element. I love that too. Now that you say that, I remember that. Yeah, that's a good one. Another thing that I watched this year that was a Netflix special was They Gotta Have Us. It was like a documentary that tracked the history of black people in Hollywood and like how our roles have changed throughout the year from just being like, you know, this um, stereotypical, like the stereotypes have changed over the years. And I don't know, it was just like a really cool journey to watch how, you know, as early as like in Gone with the Wind, um, 
Hattie McDaniels, I think, is the, like, famous actress that um, had that role, that, like, main role, but they, like, kind of began in that time era and then went through, like, the stereotypes of being, like, drug lords and, like, just, you know, gang bangers and all that kind of stuff and moved into now where we're, like, writing our own stories and producing our own movies and stuff like that. And it was so, so good, so... That was mm-hmm. another good one. They gotta have us. That sounds really good. That sounds really inspiring. Yes. Just like uplifting and Yeah, and it was like directed yeah. and produced by a black guy. So like it was like the whole thing was just like black owned, you know? I love that. Yeah. What about uh podcasts? Did you have any favorite podcasts? Seasons, uh, episodes, anything? Let me look. I don't listen to I listen to podcasts, but I don't listen to that many different podcasts. Yeah. My all-time favorite podcast is The Lively Show, and that has been my all-time favorite podcast for, like, 40 years. <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> she actually took a really big break this year as well and just came back. I, well, I'm looking at my phone. She just released her second episode since she came back, so I'm really excited to listen to it. But she focuses – her podcast has evolved a lot, and now I think she's just, like, talking about her life and, like, how it's flowing – um, but it's like been a lot of topics on like spirituality and metaphysics and Whoa. more like woo woo topics that I am super into. Okay. Um, and like intuition, following your intuition. So yeah. And I will say once, well, since we've been, since it's come up, she did do an interview with a black woman back in May or June named Nicole Perkins. Um, but she didn't do the interview with Nicole's mind. She did it with Nicole's inner voice. So she was like connecting with Nicole's intuition uh-huh. and asking Nicole's intuition about everything happening in the United States with racial justice. And I listened to it and it was like this big, beautiful exhale because Nicole's inner voice was like, we love what is happening because everyone is carrying black people. We see it as a river yeah. and we're carrying you. And it was like so beautiful because they were talking about the beauty in the caring. And there was yeah. like so much more, so much more. Oh, um, that sounds awesome. But it was really beautiful. So I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Podcast. Well, Black History Bootcamp from Girl Trek was probably my favorite like series, like a thing that I listened to like all yeah. summer. Um, but like kind of one offs were I listened to this episode by Pass the Mic, um, which it was about dealing with resentment, which was super, super good. That was like, I don't know, back in June or something. But I also listened to this episode about um, self-care with Amina Brown. She has this podcast called Her. And she was talking about decolonizing self-care and our ideas around like who our therapist is supposed to be to us and um, like whether... Um, therapy is even like for black people you know like it was just um just talking about like you don't have to commodify self-care like people talk about like oh I got went and got my nails done or whatever and it's just like make yourself a meal at home like just you know just take care of yourself and like not exactly have to do it the way that it's presented in society so turn off your phone take a walk yes and breathe (laughs) breathe Yes. I think the simpler, not like the better, but really it's so simple. Oh, I will say, okay, my, one of my favorite, actually my favorite Netflix show that I watched this year was uh-huh. Never Have I Ever. <gasps> I think I watched it like oh, eight yes. times. 
Wait, how many times? Like me. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, I feel almost embarrassed admitting that, but I don't even care. Um, I would just like do other things while I was watching it. Oh my gosh. That show was so good, though. I can't wait for the next season. I know. I love it so much. <laughs> Oh my god! And then I was like, I don't really want to watch anything else. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> watched that much TV at all in the second half of 2020. You've been busy making art. Yeah, <laughs> doing other things. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Okay. Favorite. Since we talked about decolonizing a little bit, yes. self care. What mm-hmm. has been? And we talked about nourishing, but has there been something that you've done that you have felt like fell under self care for you, or that is maybe a favorite this year? Yes, cooking. That has been mm-hmm, making time to um, like either find new recipes, try it, just like make up different concoctions or whatever. I grew um, some basil and cilantro and I grew some carrots, <laughs> very small garden, but like it was really fun to just, you know, harvest all of that stuff and then use them um, in recipes. Yeah, I've tried like there's this curry recipe that I just made again. Um, with like red pepper and uh, kale and like coconut, like a coconut milk base. It's super yummy. Um, but yeah, just like trying different foods. I started, <laughs> I started a project where I was photographing, like I wanted to get better at photographing food in different ways, different styles. And I did shoot a lot this spring, but I still haven't edited any of it. <laughs> That's part of my self care is not editing. <laughs> I love to shoot but then sometimes I'm just like I just can't go home like work all day on a computer and then go home and be on a computer so trying to like limit my um screen time with like time outside stuff like that what about for you well over the summer I think swimming was really really nice but then it turned into taking a lot of baths like there were weeks (laughs) earlier this year where I would come home and literally turn on my bathtub before I did anything else (laughs) Like, let me get the energy of everyone else off of me. Yes. Lovely new routine. Carry that into the next year. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you talk about a book that you liked this year? I don't think. I was going to. Okay. Would you read it? I actually have two. And I feel like everything I read at the beginning of the year, I've kind of forgotten about, which is interesting. (laughs) Um, But I read The Power of Now this summer, and I really, really loved that. It's basically uh-huh. about being in the present moment okay. and how our minds create a bunch of problems for us and how if uh, we can just like be present and recognize that like, well, is this actually a problem for me right now? No. Okay. Or like, right. okay, it is a problem for me. Can I fix it? No. Okay. I can accept what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that, I really loved that book. Um, I think it like came into my life at the perfect time. Yes. And then... A few, maybe a month ago, I read um, Unorthodox, mm-hmm. which is a memoir of a woman who grew up in a Hasidic Jewish community in New York City, and then she left the community. And it's actually a Netflix show now. I watched the first episode, therefore haven't watched the rest. But the book was so good and so inspiring. And I think I'm really into the stories of people who grow up in like insular cult-like, yes. cult-ish, cult-like, not thing of the cult, right. communities, um, which often are, like, the result of trauma, which I, which makes sense, um, mm-hmm. and then, like, they kind of, like, find, they find their own voice and 
it's so I don't know I just her story is so cool cool isn't the right word just like very the way she tells the story is very raw because she writes the story pretty much right after she's actually she gets the book deal and then she leaves her husband Wow. with her son and the getting the book deal is like a big part of her being able to maintain custody of her son because typically women who leave communities like that can't keep their children yeah. um anyway Whoa. so really good book yeah that's like a book written from a perspective that not a lot of people have like that I, I want to read that yeah I, I really recommend it it reminded me of educated a little bit in some ways uh-huh Rid of that book, which got a lot of buzz. I guess those are the two books I've read like that that I can think of. Yeah, what about you? Any um, books? Yes. So I feel like I've started more books than I've finished this year, <laughs> but okay. the books that I have finished that I loved, um, The Book of Unknown Americans, it was a, a story of like many different immigration stories threaded together, like all these different families from countries all over Central America who happen to land in Delaware and like how their stories kind of threaded together, like how they all um, just either just, you know, landed and set up their lives and realized that it did work or it didn't work. And some of them went back home, whatever, but it just, I don't know. It was cool to hear like multiple different voices. Um, it was fictional, but like multiple different perspectives. That sounds really good. Immigration, yeah. And then be the bridge by Latasha Morrison that also was like one of the elements of like me coming out of that just like phase of super like anger I don't know being angry and like bitter but um Be the Bridge was super good just like looking at um especially like reparations and what that could look like like she had examples of how Canada has done this for their Native American population and she's like yeah it's possible to like at least attempt to fix yeah. some of the wrongs you know like I always I looked at it had done that because yeah. I, I, I know more about how they're continuing the harm the perpetuating mm. harm that's what I've heard more mm-hmm. about that's like an interesting side of the coin well this was you know years ago so I'm sure okay. they've probably like taken some steps back you know but okay. they um they so like for kids that were ripped away from their families to like be re-educated they ended up like giving money which you know it doesn't feel like you can fix trauma with money of course but like they tried to do something and at least they acknowledged like acknowledgement was kind of the is the beginning of like fixing things and we obviously our country has never really made like a public not at all acknowledgement of everything that is still wrong and so I think reading that example and then just kind of reading through um how she kind of charted out like okay like being able to acknowledge what's wrong, like repent and turn away from that and like work together to towards a better future, like is important. Um, Does she live in Canada or America? She lives in America. Okay. Yeah. Any other favorites? I'm trying to think. Ooh, okay. A favorite drink I've been making since March is mm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm using a French press, but prior to that I was using a Italian coffee maker thing. And I managed to break it. Yeah, it's kind of like a percolator, but you put it on the stove and then it's like silver and it cooks the coffee on your stovetop. It makes very strong coffee, like an espresso thing. But unfortunately, I broke mine because I put it on the stove without the water and then it sat on the stove for a while and the heat melted the plastic and made the handle fall off. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> That's whoops. Okay. So I've been using a French press ever since. But anyway, so I make the coffee and then I have a little French press and I use that to froth my oat milk. Okay. Put the milk in and then you like fancy froth it with the French press motion. And I put maple syrup in the coffee and then I put I pour the milk on top. So it's kind of like a latte-ish milk. And then I sprinkle cinnamon on top of that. Ooh, that sounds so good. It's so good. <laughs> Yum. Do you have a name for this drink? I feel like it should be like. I don't have a name for it. But maybe I can come up with one. <laughs> Something about maple syrup. I don't know. Yeah. Um, hmm. I have to think about things that I've been eating a lot lately. I've gotten a lot of tamales to go this year. Oh, so yeah. A lot. Today, I uh, really love. We have a local place called Good Golly Tamale, but I feel like I've eaten more tamales. Like even just there were some that um, a lady made that I I don't know. There have been several times where I found myself eating tamales because they're so good. So good. I love. (laughs) They're also eaten a lot at Christmas. It's a traditional. True. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is the season. Should I get myself some? Maybe I'll get tamales for Christmas. (laughs) I've been trying to think, like, what do I want for a Christmas meal? Because usually I'm with my family and we have, like, you know, a pot roast or something. But yeah, I don't know. My mom asked me today if I wanted to Zoom call over dinner and I told her that I hate watching people eat. (laughs) That's true. You really do. (laughs) I hate watching people eat. I hate listening to people eat. That would be, yeah, really sad. They'd have, like, a massive spread. And I'm just like, oh, hi. Right, with your, like, peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Oh, my clothes are fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Other favorites. Let's see. Um, ooh, okay, I have a good one. Um, I went to New York City in September. Yes. And I tried soup dumplings for the first time, which are literally dumplings that have, like, the dumpling filling. And then they also have broth inside. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, I, wow, I'm so glad that exists in the world. Like, yes. so good. So, for, so I didn't really know that there was going to be broth in it. And so I bit it and it like it spurted. Nobody <laughs> told I, you? Uh, I think they just like assumed that I would be, oh yeah, soup dumpling. I don't know. And then I also tried Korean fried chicken that same day. And, uh-huh. Oh my goodness. I don't really care about American fried chicken. Yeah. But Korean fried chicken, wow. So, so good. good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what are the things that have sustained me this year? Honestly, tamales. That's the only thing I can <laughs> think of. And, and, yeah, like, I've been cooking, so whatever I make. Hmm. That's good. I feel like I cooked way less this year for sure. But lately really? I've been cooking more. Oh, my Instant Pot. I love my Instant Pot. Ooh. That is a- I, I use that Instant Pot. What are you making there? I make rice a lot in it because I make rice a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I make oatmeal. I made apple cranberry oatmeal last week. Um, I've been making – I've made pasta in it before, but I don't usually. Um, I've made, like, curries and kitchery, which is, like, a lentil – veggie rice dish uh-huh I would say rice is probably the thing I make the most today I've made hard-boiled eggs in it but I don't really eat hard-boiled eggs a lot 
you're pretty much you do for everything and I love it because you just put all the stuff in there and you just walk away and you come back and it's done that's what you know, I've heard wait a what I said that's what I've heard it's just like set it and go like with yeah whatever and you, you still have to chop things which is annoying you know but gosh <laughs> chopping when will they create a robot chopper <laughs> but I first heard of the instant pot and I was like, oh my goodness, they're so amazing. I literally had this vision, this is so silly, that you would just like put everything in the pot and then it had like blades that would just like chop everything for you and then you'd be like, oh, it's done. Magic. Like, what it wasn't that. I was like, why would anyone do this thing and why is it called the instant pot? to cut stuff. Which is the yeah. most annoying part of cooking, like I chopping know. onions and... <laughs> right? Uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I know what's been sustaining me this entire year. Cookie dough. <laughs> I have bought cookie dough that has been on my grocery list like almost every month. Like every time I'm just like craving something sweet, I go to my fridge, pull out some cookie dough. Do you cook it or do you just eat it raw? I just eat it. I mean, I've go. cooked it too. Like I make a little pizookie in the oven in a skillet, but what's most. Pizookie? It's like a pizza cookie. It's like a hot cookie cake. Way oh, better than okay. a cookie cake. It's, yeah, it's just like you put ice cream on top of it and then it gets all melty. And Oh, that sounds delicious. It's amazing. I do love cookie skillet cake things. Those yes. are so good. Man, well. Well, that was. <laughs> that was a good little recap of a whole year. <laughs> I know. I felt like this year was like five years. This year is kind of like two parts to me. It's like. There's January through March, and then mm-hmm. there's March through July, and then yes. there's been like July to the end of the year. Yes, absolutely. So and like, I can't remember like, anything before March. No, yeah, it's all like another universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do another podcast in a year. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll do another one in five years. <laughs> maybe you'll maybe never we'll, hear from us. <laughs> maybe never. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but this was good for now. For sure. And that concludes this episode of Thank You Next. If any of the topics we discuss in the podcast trigger feelings of guilt for things you've said or done in the past, feel free to do some soul searching, but please know we're not looking for apologies. We're not mad at you. We felt the need to talk about the realities of our experience, and we wanted to share it with you. If you'd like to send us any thoughts or helpful feedback, our email is thankyounextpodcast at gmail.com. Before we go, we'd like to say thank you. Thank you to Jay Bush for creating our podcast music. Thank you to Holly Oddly for designing our cover art. And thank you for listening.